My name is Owen Walsh, and this is the Brussels Beer City Podcast. Each week, a fascinating Brussels resident invites me, your host, to their favorite Brussels bar, where, over a drink or two, we talk about the importance of the bar to our guests, their relationship to Brussels, what they love, what they hate, and why they couldn't live anywhere else. My guest on today's episode is Nassim Menu, co-founder of Brussels brewery Nanobrasserie L'Hermitage. Nassim takes me to his favorite wine bar in Saint-Gilles, where we talk escaping the Wallonian countryside for Brussels, being a young dad in the city, his journey from wine to beer via his first Cantillon Lambic, how a transformative visit to Canada changed his life and set him on the path to opening a brewery, and Brussels as a proper party town. It was also a fascinating chat to talk to somebody who's running a business in the middle of the COVID-19 crisis. So thanks to Nassim for being able to talk to me about that and how him and the business are dealing with the constant changes that we're experiencing right now. Enjoy the episode. Nassim, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Um, first question we ask every guest, where are we? We are in a bar called uh, Ruby in Saint-Gilles. Uh, it's a wine-forward bar that uh, I like very much. Um, is it strange to ask a brewer why he chose a wine bar? Oh, it's not strange <laughs> at all. I think a lot of brewers like wine. I hope so. And but uh, uh, yeah, before getting into beer, uh, I was more passionate about wine, actually. Yeah. I discover uh, the world of uh, craft beer uh, after the world of wine. And uh, what is it about this particular wine bar that you wanted to take me to today? So I really like uh, Ruby because I like wine when it's laid back and popular and uh, it's an easygoing bar. You, you have uh, affordable wine and also very nice expensive wine. You have um, people working here that are very... Um, accessible mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and um, yeah so sometimes it's uh, in a wine bar it can be a bit posh or uh, a bit uh, you know <laughs> fancy <laughs> for, for nothing and uh, here I like it because they, they are very easy going yeah um, we're in yeah right in the middle of Saint-Gilles is this a mm-hmm. neighborhood where you hang around often uh, yes and no so <laughs> <laughs> as you know I uh, I own a brewery uh, in Brussels, and uh, we opened recently a bar in Saint-Gilles, so yeah. I spend more and more time in Saint-Gilles. I live in Scarbeck, also have a, a lot of bars that I like in Scarbeck, but uh, I don't know why, uh, sometimes I, want, <laughs> I, I have a lot of bars that I like in the city, yeah. in different neighborhoods. In Saint-Gilles, I really like this place, uh, and, and some others too. So you, you mentioned there, just off the bat, obviously, you're a brewer in Nano Brasserie L'Hermitage. How did you go from drinking, wa- being into wine to being into beer then? <laughs> it's a long story. Well, we have plenty of time. <laughs> so yeah, one of my business partners and we, uh, and I, we were in, um, in college together. Mm-hmm. So we met there when we were about around our 20s, and... Um, uh, we became a flatmate uh, in 2007 or 8, I don't remember exactly. And uh, at that time, uh, he proposed me to do uh, night classes of, uh, of uh, enology, wine uh, yeah. studies. And uh, so we embarked on that uh, 
adventure together. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, we, we did uh, a couple of years of learning about wine mm -hmm. and uh, we get passionate about it. And um, from year to another, we get introduced into the world of uh, craft beer because our yeah. palate were more uh, educated. And uh, obviously in Brussels, uh, we discovered uh, after that, uh, Cantillon, Mouder Lambic, uh, yeah. stuff like that. They were the pioneers uh, at the time. So I think uh, in around 2000, um, so I, uh, I graduated in 2012. Yeah. And uh, I did film studies. And um, at that time, uh, I was uh, struggling to find work in uh, the film industry. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I did some little job in the film industry. and. Uh, working in, uh, in, bo in the bar industry. <laughs> in yeah. Or like, yeah, to make money. <laughs> make money. Yeah. And uh, so I get my first job as a bartender at Moudor Lambic. Okay. And so um, I was already into beer. I was uh, really interested uh, into um, the new wave of craft beer. Uh, yeah. I had a friend working at Moudor Lambic who introduced me to my first Cantillon and De La Seine <laughs> and so on. Do you remember your first Cantillon goose? The sort of uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, actually, my first uh, beer from Cantillon was uh, uh, cask poured uh, framboise <laughs> from Moudon Lambic. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? It's a, it's a framboise? For me, it was super sweet. Uh, the all the beers are with uh, fruit. Uh, yeah. And um, I, I think my first IPA was Zona Cesarini from Tocalmato. Okay. That was very popular at that moment at, uh, in uh, Moudon Lambic. Yeah. Uh, don't remember why, but uh, it was like the beer you have to drink there. And then, yeah, in 2013, um, I got a, a job there. And uh, Jean Humler, who's uh, one of the owners, uh, kind of initiated me uh, into deeper world. <laughs> <of the laughs> yeah, as I imagine he does with most yeah, of his yeah. staff. But yeah. it was very, very interesting because... Um, he can be very passionate about uh, what he tells and yep. his, the story behind. So I, f I found it very fascinating and uh, then uh, I yep. continued like that. You're not originally from Brussels, mm -hmm. are you? So you came here to study then or did you come here when exactly. your studies were finished? So um, originally I'm from Eno, mm -hmm. from a very little village called Stambruges. Okay. Which is Shout nothing, out to to Stan Bruges. <laughs> nothing to do with Bruges, but it's, uh, yeah, it's close. It's between Tournai and At. Okay, so right in the right yeah. in the west of the country. Exactly. Yep. So um, it's the... the the, um, the nest of the saison and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, uh, basically just uh, came to Brussels to escape <laughs> this, <name, laughs> this region <laughs> of, of Belgium and uh, yeah. I did my studies, study there and then never left Brussels. And you met your two, the two other mm -hmm. guys that you set up Lermitage yeah. with at university then? You all, yeah, you, so you I met Henri there. He was from the same region than me, so yeah. it was easy to, to make connection. And uh, we met uh, François, Frankie, uh, a bit later. Mm -hmm. He was a friend of friend, so yeah. we get into each other. But um, he's from Brussels. And you guys were more or less art students, art graduates. Um, I mean, that shows up a lot in the brewery as well. For anybody who knows L'Hermitage, the identity of the brewery, the branding, the vision. Mm -hmm. It has it has a clear, you know, there's a clear thought put into it behind that. And you can't say that. You can't say that for every Belgian brewery. I mean, you know that. Yeah, no, I know. What can I say that? So for us, it's 
the friendship is part of our identity, cl clearly. And yep. so uh, we are three owners, but there is also uh, the, the, the employees working for us that are very close to us and um, our graphic designer, Crump, who also did these uh, film studies with me and um, that I know for a long time was very, very involved in the identity of the brewery yeah. and uh, also he's not involved in the beer making, but he's involved in the, um, the communication around our brewery, of course. Yeah. Um, so you go from being an art student to being a onophile mm. to, yeah. to opening a brewery. <laughs> I mean, it's not like a straight line, is it? No, so uh, after working, uh, so I worked a little bit in, uh, I mean, I worked a year at, uh, as a, extra jobist in uh, Moudalambique yeah. and then uh, I found a job uh, in uh, uh, Amer Aboire in, in Flagey yeah. because I needed uh, more money and I had uh, <laughs> not enough uh, uh, hours to work at uh, Moudalambique yeah. and then um, at the same time I was working more and more in the film industry I mm. did uh, some very great project. I found a collective uh, with Cramp and other guys I graduated with. And so I was uh, at a cross point when I needed to rather work a lot in, in bars and make money, but with no plans or uh, concentrate on my uh, passion was uh, filmmaking. Yeah. And uh, I found a job in Canada. Okay. So I've been to Montreal to, to work there for six months. Mm -hmm. In the film industry. Yeah. So I was working in a production company, but I was working in a distribution side of the company. So okay. I was uh, basically s selling the production <laughs> to the theaters and stuff like that. And um, it was very interesting. Also, what was very interesting is, is that uh, I was already homebrewing. I was really passionate about beer. And I went there. Uh, thinking, I'm gonna miss you're gonna miss all the, beer. the beers and yeah, everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I arrived there, and it was like a big slap in my face. <laughs> like, What's going on? You yeah. know, you go to every night shop, there are craft amazing beers. You go to the butcher, you have craft amazing. <laughs> beers. It's like wow. And then of course I discovered all the the, the, the craft scene of uh, Quebec and yep. Canada. At that time, I, uh, I fought a lot. I was like what I'm going to do when I go back to to Belgium. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I was thinking more and more about doing a business model as uh, they had there with a brewery, urban in the city, yeah. where you can go, have a drink, meet people. And uh, at that time, there was not even a Brussels Beer Project. Yeah, here that was an alien. No. I mean, it's funny to think about yeah. that now in 2020, yeah. but back then that Nothing. was a completely I mean, alien Brussels concept. Brussels Project was in construction, yeah. but we, I didn't know how it was going to look. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. So I was like, we have to do something. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, when, when I came back, uh, it was not my first goal. So at the beginning, um, I wanted to do a documentary series about uh, the new wave of craft beer in mm -hmm. Belgium. So we shot the first episode with Frank, who was also a film video maker, yep. at De La Seine. So we still have uh, all the rush, and we, we, mm -hmm. we started the, the editing and so on. And after a couple of months, finding some uh, financing and so on, 
just wasn't working. Well, it just wasn't working, and uh, I was like, okay, it's not a brewery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and here we are, X number of years later. I mean, you have the brewery, you have the tap room, mm-hmm. and you have the new bar that we were just talking about. Yeah, in it's, uh, for me, it feels like a very long way. Also, we are a very young brewery, so it feels a bit strange yeah. looking backward, but, um, you know, we... We, it's funny we had a, a meeting uh, recently for uh, with the accountant uh, to 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 see how it goes uh, the brewery and so on and um, after three years of a f- full production we are finally sustainable enough you know yeah. to to look forward and um, it's good it's positive and even with the crisis we've been through yeah the covid and so on we managed to go through and um you know i think it's definitely the a, a good business model to 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 be local to you know we always say we want to be brewing brussels drinking brussels mm-hmm. and uh we didn't invented nothing you know we just inspired <laughs> by uh de la Seine who yeah who has the, the same model at the beginning i think and um and I think it's a, it's a very good model because uh, when you sell your beers where where you produce it, then uh, it makes more sense than uh, than anything else. Yeah, and I mean, in a nice sort of full circle, you're also now. I mean, you say the brewery is stable and everything is going well. You're getting to experiment more and more with the kind mm-hmm. of beers that you're making. Exactly. And you're getting to experiment with wine now as well because one yeah. of the most recent beers that you brought out in the last couple of months is a sort of a beer wine hybrid. Exactly. So. First years, of course, we focused on uh, pale ales, IPAs, porter, and modern style beers because it's uh, the fastest way to make beer. Yep. And uh, we need cash flow, so we need uh, <laughs> a good rotation in your beers. Yep. And uh, yeah, we, we focused on that. And every year we try to make a little bit more mixed fermentation projects and stuff like that. Because, yeah, we are really in the between of the two world we love yeah. uh we love really hope for our beers we love uh also uh, yeah, dark beers porter and stuff like that but we also love mixed fermentation and yeah. um the, the the world of saison style beers even if it's kind of uh, complicated to, to <laughs> give it a definition well, somebody coming from the home of saison yeah you know you can speak with some of them <laughs> if needed but you know, uh, we like to to play with uh, bacteria and, uh, and uh, yeast and um, fruit and yeah and so on and yeah, it takes time. But uh, we're trying to do both, and now we're getting to a point where there is not enough space in our brewery to do what you want to do. Yeah, so it's a bit complicated, but still uh, we manage to do a lot of experiment. Sometimes in very small volumes, yep. but uh, that helps us to kind of see what works. Have an experience on it, yeah, and can you know how it works. Um, yeah, we uh, one brewery in, um, in the UK called Burning Sky is mm-hmm. a very big model, in the ma- managing of uh, the two worlds because uh, they do amazing IPAs yeah. at the same time, amazing uh, mixed fermented saison and stuff like that. So yeah, it's cool. Um, so when you're not 
here drinking wine and you're not at the brewery working <laughs> or lugging or lugging kegs at the at the, at the at the at the bar where do you like to hang out so where in brussels do you enjoy spending time i have a very small daughter two years old so <laughs> spend a lot of time in I my neighborhood at park <laughs> josepha river um no but uh, otherwise yeah i love um I, yeah i, li- I like uh abbey de la cambre Excel. Yeah. I, sp- yeah. I spent a lot of time there when I used to live in Excel, mm-hmm. and still sometimes with some friends uh, we go back there, yeah. uh, playing pétanque stuff like that. It's great to have such a big green space yeah, so close the to the mi- center of the yeah. city. Yeah. Um, something I'm always interested in. I mean, a lot of the guests that I speak to are maybe not from Brussels mm-hmm. or they've lived away from Brussels. What is it about Brussels that you still enjoy, you know, having lived here, having moved from Wallonia, having lived in Canada for a little while? What is it about Brussels that you think works the today? Party. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's good fun all the time, you know. You can I I'm from the countryside. Yeah. Uh, I would love to live someday in the countryside. But still, I love to party. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, there are so many great places to party. There are so many great people in Brussels. You know, I I basically make alcohol. I'm related to alcohol all the time. It's very dangerous at some point. So I don't want to live in the countryside and always drive when I want to go home. (laughs) No, but it's, uh, it's it's dangerous. And I know some people do it anyway. And they're like, no, nothing can happen. But still, you know, when uh, I'm here, uh, I can go in a lot of places that I love, uh, go home easily, uh, and don't put myself in danger. So yeah. it's a good good thing. And um, also the people in Brussels are very laid back, you know. I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, something that uh, is unique. Yeah. Um, well, that's the good things. And I think, I mean, I, I, I'd i have to share a lot of that as well. But, you know, everybody who lives in Brussels gets frustrated with the city. What frustrates you about, like, what, what traffic? Drive, traffic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw you come in on your bike, so you cycle yeah. around a lot? Yeah, so I cycle around a lot with motorbike. But um, since my daughter entered the nursery school now, um, I go with the the bike. It's easier. Yep. I can pick her to school and then uh, go to work and everything. It's easy. And uh, also, I feel uh, I feel free, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, you know, traffic is not. You're not the first person to bring up traffic in this city. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, and you guys. I mean, your brewery is right in the middle of town. Yeah, and uh, for example, uh, from the brewery to our bar. It's less than two kilometers. When I do it, do it with my bike, it takes uh, between five and ten minutes. Yeah. This morning I did a cake delivery. It took us twenty minutes to arrive because of some problem on the road. And, uh, yeah. It's. Uh, yeah. Um, and you know, if say the traffic got too much for you, and mm-hmm. you and you and you got an urge for the countryside, or you just said, "Oh, I'm done with Brussels now." Where Where do you think you'd end up? Where would you Where would you live if if you weren't living here? Would you go back to Stambruge? I would go to Arze, close to misery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to be clear, uh, he's not talking about the emotion misery, but an actual group of <laughs> called misery, which is. No, but they are in the middle of the countryside, but still, they are like twenty-five to thirty minutes 
drive to to Liège, which is also a very nice city that I love. Yeah. So they find a very amazing spot. So I probably stay a little somewhere around that. <laughs> um, I mean, last question before we dive into the quick fire round. Like, w- what's what's big coming up on the horizon for you now, or for the brewery? Like, what what, what do you see happening in the next twelve months? As you mentioned, we're just coming out the of next lock- five months. The next five months. It, it, five months, twelve months, year. Uh, we're just coming out of lockdown. Things are still a little bit strange, but people are kind of getting back to some sort of normality. Like, mm-hmm. uh, what, what's coming along the line for you guys? Honestly, we brew such a small amount of beer that actually the demand is still there. So it's yeah. not like uh, we after, after uh, now that the bars are and, uh, and everything are back in business, it's the same than before for yeah. now. For now, and yeah. um, so I have to say, there's nothing very big coming <laughs> from us. Uh, our goals at the moment is to have a very, very stable product. Uh, we put a lot of energy in um, quality control in our laboratory analysis uh, in our bar in Saint Gilles. We want to have a good experience for the the people coming there. And uh, it takes uh, a lot of time and energy to do that. Yep. And um, also, we try to uh, have a mixed fermentation uh, project in the brewery, in the brewery, doing uh, normal beer. I mean, normal, uh, c- clean beer. Yeah. So it's very dangerous, and <laughs> we try to, to focus <laughs> on uh, having a clean brewery and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, other than that, it takes uh, already a lot of time. We we can we can say that we brew 100% of our beer in our uh, location, so yep. it takes a lot of time. Yeah, it <laughs> takes up. I mean, people people should never underestimate how long and how yeah. much it takes to brew, especially when you're brewing on a smaller equipment. Exactly. You know. All right. Um, before we go, the last thing we always do with the guests is a rapid fire round. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions, and without thinking, I want you to give me an answer. Okay. Does that sound okay? <laughs> They're all Brussels related. Don't worry. There's nothing personal. I'm not worried at all. Or searching. All right. Favorite Brussels neighborhood? Scarbeck. <laughs> uh, Place du Châtelain or Place Jeux de Bal? I don't understand the first one. Place Châtelain. Ah, oh, Jeux de Bal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Favorite Brussels restaurant right now? Tandem. Okay. Uh, Brussels waffles or Liège waffles? What, Liège. Oh. Uh, Zwanger Guy or Stromae? <laughs> Zwanger Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Stump or Mussels? Mussels. Uh, Keuze or IPA? IPA. <laughs> uh, favorite Brussels uh, celebrity? Yvonne de Bats. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, on that point, uh, I'll say thank you very much, Nassim, for coming on the show. Thank you. And that's all for today's episode of the Brussels Beer City podcast. Thanks again to my wonderful guest, to all my listeners, and a special shout out as usual to the excellent illustrators I've worked with on this season of the Brussels Beer City podcast. Julien Kremer, aka Crump, for the podcast logo, and to Helinda Demarle for this season's wonderful episode artwork. Check them out on Instagram. If you haven't already, you can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms. And if you've enjoyed what you've heard, please do consider leaving a rating and a review. If you want to get in touch, you can email me at 
Owen at beercity.brussels, or you can find out more information about me and the podcast at www.beercity.brussels podcast. But until the next time, thanks for listening.